discussion of truth. Ian Trottier, um, I-A-N-T-R-O-T-T-I-E-R.com. Go, go to, when you go to that site, just click the research tab. Yeah, there's there's a number of tabs on the site, and um, I've got an explanation, the history of where my family came from, 1646, Quebec City. Um, I give an explanation as to why I do what I do, and it dates back going on five years now, coming up on five years here. It was the uh, early fall of 2016 uh, that uh, the Zika virus uh, came to Miami. Miami Beach, I saw the crop duster buzz and spray over Wynwood. I would hear it buzz over my head on Meridian, South Beach. Testimonials. Uh, there's another link uh, that shows some of the folks that I've had on the, the program, uh, which originated in uh, on Wynwood Radio. Um, research is the tab that I... Um, that I ask you to go to, go through that literature, go through that documentation, read what some of these people have written. Um, and I start with Anthony Sutton, that uh, was a research fellow at the Hoover Institute, Stanford. And he clearly wrote about Wall Street involved in funding elements of both world wars but these aren't just the elements that we think of the Western Alliance, i.e. Wall Street funding the Bolshevik Revolution led up, leading up to the World War I, Wall Street funding through Union Bank and Prescott Bush, funding uh, the Nazi regime. This is fact. You look at congressional records, there's congressional records that show how Union Bank, led by Prescott Bush, was funding uh, Nazi Germany. Um, so, yeah, these are things that are not taught. <laughs> Clearly not taught. We have had two two former presidents that came from Prescott. Uh, George and George, um, right? Um, so, you know, this is a, a patriarch family. Great. I don't know. I've never met either one of them. Now one is deceased. Um, well, what we do know is that they have ties and strings to the what is becoming apparently known as the banking cartel implementing a global system. That's apparent. It's 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 in plain light, folks. The global economic forum, the world economic forum, Klaus Schwab, making no bones about it. Prince Charles. This pandemic is need for a great reset. Great reset of what? Well, all the gold's out of Fort Knox. Is there gold in Fort Knox? Ron Paul's been asking for decades. Dr. Beter, that was a JFK advisor, been asking for that in the 70s. There's no gold in the U.S. Treasury. There's no gold in the Federal Reserve. There's no gold standard. That was abolished by Richard Nixon in 1971. So where's the value in uh, what Americans trade, that currency? There is none. It's all based off of debt, a debt system, fractional reserve banking that was adopted officially in 1913, Federal, uh, Federal Reserve. Um, 
after all the money trust was created after the Rockefeller antitrust. Um, yes, America has been deceived. For decades, America has been deceived. Folks don't even know what the Federal Reserve is. They don't even know it's not a government organization. Um, that word is slowly getting out because people are tired of wearing masks. People don't want to get the vaccine. People see something very corrupt happening here. And they're questioning. And that's, that's what we can do, folks. That's, that's really the most important thing that we can do is question authority. Because authority works for us. On a government scale, and political scale, authority works for us. We put the authority there. We are the authority. We are the people. And once, once that system becomes, uh, oversteps the boundary and uh, uh, we start working for them, and that's tyranny, and that's where we're at now in America, okay? It's, uh, it's not a question of uh, will we be there. It's a question of we are there, okay? There was a corrupt, rigged election, like Donald Trump or not. Max Eigen, Australian, joined my show a couple days ago, and he said, I don't even trust Trump, or said, I don't know that I trust Trump or whatever. But he says, that was the most blatant fraud election I've ever witnessed, it was blatant fraud. Biden got 80 million votes? Oh, ridiculous. Come on. That's, that's absolutely absurd. Did, 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 uh, did, even, did even 80 million people vote? You know, we're told about 150 million voted. Was that what it was? 75 million for Trump and then 80 for... I mean, come on. This is nuts. Yeah, you watch the monitor. Every major... You watch the monitor at about 10 o'clock at night Eastern. It's like stall. And then all these numbers start flipping to the other side. I mean, this is... This is New World Order delivered to you on a digital platter. This is what we have. This is what we have. Has it repeated before? I don't know. Um, but what I do know is that I seek out the truth. Okay? And I look at facts. And um, I personally do not feel comfortable wearing a mask. Okay? A 98% survival rate? Actually, a 98% survival rate and people are mandating masks? To buy groceries in a store? Absurdity, right? Mandating vaccines to get on an airplane, coming down the pipe, vaccine passports. This is all about a digital quantum tattoo that's meant to have your vaccine records easily accessible to anybody that wants to check because they're giving that authority of uh, supervising your health status and state to politicians. ID 2020. I mean, if, if, you spend a, if you spend a moment and just look at some of this stuff, it all adds up. It's all fact. It's all fact. Okay, there's, there's no theory here. There is a conspiracy. Dr. Sutton wrote it, Federal Reserve Conspiracy. There is a conspiracy. The United States has been infiltrated by a stealth enemy. So globally, who's had that infrastructure? Well, the Chinese built a wall to protect themselves. So, you know, historically, they haven't really been the aggressor, have they? Um, look at Epoch Times, and these you know these guys are simply Chinese trying to get the truth out. They're not communists. Where does communism even you know bring some of these things back to a very le- uh, level, a balance, and ask where does com- communism come from? Yet we're told the Russians and the Chinese practice communism. Where does it come from? Well, it comes from Germany. You ever heard of the liberation theology? What was Germany formerly part of? The Roman Empire. What controlled the Roman Empire? Church and state. So basically, the Pope is your Godhead, representing God, speaking for God on the earth, controlling you. 
controlling your labors, controlling your taxes, and also controlling your tithes in church. That was the Roman Empire, folks. That's what Spain, that's what Spain brought, the New World. All the indigenous people that were slaughtered because they wouldn't accept that. Right? It was forced upon them. Times have not changed. The times have not changed. I mean, think about it. That's all I ask you to do is think about it. Does it make sense? And once it resonates with you, because if you think about it long enough, it will resonate with you. I ask you to go to the research tab and start looking at some of the, some of the academics that have contributed to the literary, literary world to help people understand, like me, like you, to understand what is happening. There is a global economic system that is on the verge of tyrannic control. And it really comes down to the United States. It comes out of America. If America doesn't stand up and achieve this freedom, there's nobody else that's going to do it. Nobody, the Chinese aren't going to do it for you. Okay, the Chinese are puppeted by the same strings that control their central bank that was implemented in 1945 after World War II. Yeah, probably throwing things at you you've probably never even heard before. Probably never even heard these things before. That's because I've been studying quite diligently now for about five years. Because I heard the crop duster buzz over my head. It smelled like poison. It smelled like burning flesh. I saw dead fish. I saw dead birds. And I heard the cry of pregnant women. I heard a cry of school kids. I heard a cry of people. This is South Beach. This is the United States. It's like a war zone. And I said, no, this isn't, this isn't what I'm going to be living in. So I began speaking out. Now there's a lot of people speaking out. And there were a lot of people speaking out before me. But now some of these things are starting to add up. And more and more and more people are doing what they should be doing, which is questioning authority. Questioning your government. You know, people in the government may not even know what the heck I'm talking about. They don't even know these. They haven't had, had, had the time to talk about Pete Sessions out of Texas. He didn't know the Federal Reserve is a private bank. I, right, I heard it right in my, my ear. He said, can, Ian, can you send me information? It's a senator, probably in his early 70s. He said, no idea the Federal Reserve is a private bank. doesn't matter Republican, Democrat. These people sink this federal debt into in, 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 in to a worse situation. A $29 trillion debt now, Biden, right? A $2 trillion relief package. Relief for what? For having the middle class completely shrunk, attacked because of a flu virus that has a 98% uh, survival rate? Come on, this is a systematic attack on the United States and middle class everywhere in the world to implement the central banking system that all feeds in to the Bank of International Settlements in Basel that I feel is largely controlled by strings out of the Vatican, namely Society of Jesus. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Okay, that's all I ask is prove me wrong. I'm not saying these are bad people, but I'm saying that there is a tyrannical attempt to control the global economics. Absolutely. And that's what I'm asking is just prove, prove it wrong. Prove it wrong. Prove the, prove the researchers on my show, or not on my show, but, but on that tab. Prove these people wrong. Prove me wrong that the Federal Reserve is a... Pr- okay, so... Um, we're going we're gonna to bring in, I know she's standing by, she's waiting, um, Irenka. We're going to bring in Irenka right now. And um, again, I know she's waiting. So uh, let's see here. Um, she is a victim of the PCR test. And um, I'll, I'll bring her in one second. Okay, um, she she is a victim of the the nostril swab test, um, and um, we're gonna bring her on so that she can tell you your uh, her story uh, right now. She's standing by, and uh, let's bring her on right now. 
Okay, so this is Irena. Uh, Irena. Yes, Irina, hello. Uh, 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 thanks for waiting. Uh, welcome to Discussion of Truth. This is, uh, I am Ian Trottier. And um, yeah, I thank you for, for taking your time to, to join the program. Uh, for listeners to understand, um, what, what, is, what, what has happened to you? You've got, you've got quite a, um, you've had quite the past 18 days. You've had some, 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 some major challenges here after the, uh, the, the PCR test in Mexico. Explain, explain uh, what has happened to you recently. Hi. Um, yeah, of course. So I have a very heavy accent, actually. I'm from Czechoslovakia originally, but I live in America and I'm American citizen. Yes, and I traveled from uh, Mexico City just uh, 18 days ago. And at the airport, when I took the, the test, a couple of hours later, I started to have some strange symptoms. Uh, for example, in my saliva was blood. Um, I was having heavy inflammation and swelling in my brain, a lot of pain. And the symptoms just get worse and worse. So this was after a few hours after the test, but then it got much worse after that. Now, uh, Irena, where in Mexico were you? Um, the test I took in Mexico City at the airport. Okay, so you were in Mexico City, and they, uh, did they, uh, okay, great. And um, this is very interesting. Uh, okay, I'm looking, I'm looking at this right now on the screen. Um, so we can, if you send, if you send me a screenshot of that, I can put that out there for listeners. Um, what was this a mandatory test, Irina? Yeah, of course. They would not let me to board the plane. Um, it is antigen, anti-COVID uh, test, and yes, uh, here I have document that you know I was COVID uh, negative, that I'm okay. Uh, but on this document, this name of the practitioner that took the test to me okay. and uh, you know when before the test this stick was six inch long oh, okay I've lost her uh, we're gonna bring we're, <laughs> okay we're, uh, all right so we're gonna bring Irina back I just lost her um, okay okay bringing Irina back here Okay, Arena, are you there? Hello. Okay, I lost you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. All right. Let's um, let's okay. So let, let let's 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 start. Let's catch catch listeners up to this. We've got um, you're in Mexico City. You're returning to Los Angeles. Uh, in order to board the plane, you were forced to take the PCR test, and this is a nasal swab up your nose. Um, okay. So take it from there. That's correct. That's correct. So the stick was six inch long. Yeah. And, um, and I just did what they told me to do. So they said when they will put this six inch long stick in my nose, I should breathe in. So I did. I breathed in. And um, yeah, that's it. And uh, I started to have really problems a few hours later. 
Okay, so I mean that's that's just a very uncomfortable um, thing to visualize having this large, long stick go up one's nose. You experience this. They're asking you to breathe in. Uh, fortunately, you do have the name of the doctor in the laboratory that forced you to do this. Unfortunately, if it's caused you any damage, like inserting some type of uh, microbial into the blood-brain barrier, which sounds like it probably happened, um, uh, then we've got something, we've got another issue going on here. But um, it, 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 so, so they're asking you to breathe in. Now, now there's been reports, and I, just, I was just sent some literature from, uh, from a journalist, investigative journalist from San Francisco. She's in San Francisco right now. Uh, Mariam has been on my show a couple times. Um, and uh, and there's, there's reports from uh, uh, Mike Adams and Natural News if you follow that, that, uh, that a synthetic swab likely carries different fibers and different strands that can carry um, agents that damage and can break the blood-brain barrier. So that the report is that the, the actual swab itself, and maybe you can expand on your knowledge of this, Irina, the report is that the swab itself does not break the, break the blood-brain barrier. But if you're being asked to uh, breathe something in, that certainly could pass uh, the blood-brain barrier and enter and then enter the brain and cause a cause some type of so 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 afterwards describe again what you're you're talking about inflammation you're talking about blood in your saliva continue with uh, continue with 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 the effects afterwards of what happened when did you start yes. feeling these effects mm-hmm. yeah so you know I'm a real person and this is real experience and this is real testimony what happened to me just eighteen days ago so i was in a, such a bad situation physically and emotionally from this that i swear to god i i didn't know if i will live uh, yeah. so after just few hours after the test i got fever severe pains in my brain especially it was uh, the pain and swelling started in the middle of in between my eyebrows in the front lobe and then it moved uh, in the back of my head so i was in severe pain then the same day, a few hours later, I started to experience even blood in my saliva. And I started t- trembling, nervousness, and I was really scared. And from there, it was going even worse. For next 10 days, I had the whole brain swelling and inflammation that my brain was on fire. Pain and fire. Um, wow. And, um, it was, it was, uh, and I, I really didn't know what to do with this. And, um, and of course, so other things were impacted, for example, blurred vision. Um, stiff neck and, uh, upper shoulders, upper back. Um, yeah. And, and uh, severe tiredness, very tired and memory issues you know, short memory issues. And as well, I'm having now troubles to uh, recall or to pronounce even more more difficult words or so. So, but one of the things that was really, really bad, so I'm 46 years old and I'm extremely healthy. I don't smoke, I don't, um, I don't drink, I don't do any recreational substances. I'm not on any pharmaceutical. So I'm very happy and very healthy person, or I was. With this test, I received for those 10 days such a severe depression that I was considered, I was being suicidal. 
so it was really bad. I was in pain everywhere, and plus even even these things. So now it is 18 days after. I the blood is not coming anymore from from my brain or or so, but still even the swelling is down. I'm not anymore that uh, depressive. I'm not uh, suicidal anymore. But the pains are there. The blurred vision is there, and some kind of like uh, tension is there, even in my in my body, like a stomach and diaphragm. So I'm still having symptoms, and I really was fearing my life. Yeah, it sounds it sounds miserable. Um, and uh, were you having a, a nosebleed? No, no. The the blood was not coming from the nose. It was coming from uh, through the mouth. The blood was coming through the mouth, not through the nose. My goodness! So I've 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 been on because of the short notice, and I wanted to I wanted to get your message out there immediately, so listeners understand. Uh, Irina was in contact somehow with Tim James, a health coach out of Portland, Oregon, and Tim had wrote me and said, "Hey, you've you've got to have uh, Irina on on the show." Um, it, last minute, I wanted to get you on immediately. Um, I have written to uh, Dr. Richard Bartlett out of Texas. Uh, his schedule couldn't accommodate. Uh, and I've, I've written to a, a doctor that's uh, here in Florida that's uh, from Puerto Rico. Uh, she, was, she was close to being able to come on. Uh, she was unable to accommodate. But, but for listeners uh, uh, to better understand what, what, what Irina, what, is exper- what you're experiencing, what she's experiencing, uh, definitely Dr. Tenpenny's done some great stuff recently. Uh, Dr. Judy Mikovits. Um, and even Dr. Christine Northrup. So let me ask you this, Irina. Um, you, you have gone through um, really a, 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 a miserable uh, couple of weeks there after receiving this, uh, this nasal swab. Um, have you spoken to any medical professionals? If you have, what have they said about what you may have experienced? Well, I didn't because um, I didn't speak to anybody. I, I, I'm, I was really scared even to go to, because as I'm saying, I was such a healthy person and am a healthy person. And uh, this has been done to me by medical professional. And it's, it is not that I was miserable. I was, unbel- it was horrific. I was in fear of my, of my life, really. And um, so I work as my job, as my profession. I work with indigenous indigenous people uh, about traditional right. medicine and so on. So I received a lot of help, and I have herbs that I can use for uh, for this. But this was a major brain injury. Plus, I don't know if and what kind of medical uh, chemicals were introduced to my brain. Uh, but it was very traumatic, and it was a real injury, and this is really, really what I experienced, and it was really, really bad. I was having pain, I'm still in pain, and I was being suicidal, which is not normal for me. Yeah, you, uh, obviously you seem very, very healthy. You seem, uh, you seem healthy to me, just you know, looking at you and speaking to you. Thank uh, you. So, so you, you're you're in Ukraine. Were you in Ukraine and you flew to Mexico City, or had you gone to Mexico City from the United States? No, um, I am a U.S. citizen. I live in New Mexico, 
And I was spending last three months with indigenous people, Inca people, Maya people, Toltec people mm-hmm. in indigenous villages in Mexico. And April the 10th, on a Saturday, I was returning from Mexico to US. I was on the flight uh, from Mexico City to Los Angeles, okay. April the 10th. Yep, and so what was the, um, what was the airline? Uh, well, the airline actually that I was flying with uh, from uh, Mexico City to Los Angeles, it was a Mexican airline. I think Aeromexico. Okay. Then I continued with, uh, with the Delta, I think. But this was Aeromexico, but no, it doesn't matter. No, any other airline, Right. even if I would fly with Delta, you cannot board the plane without okay. these uh, tests. Yeah, so so walk us through that. I, I I'm very familiar with Mexico. I I, I know the Mexico City Airport. Um, uh, walk us through. You, you um you walk inside the terminal. You check your. You go through the security check. Uh, walk us through that experience so that listeners can understand. Um, you, at what at what stage did were they forcing you to take this test? So so just walk us through arriving at the airport to the time that you boarded the plane. Walk us through all of that. Uh-huh. Did you did you get that? Did you get that question? Yeah, maybe. I think so. I heard the beginning, so I hope I can answer that. Uh so uh yeah, so I was already maybe suspicious a little about these tests, mm-hmm. but I didn't find a place uh or any other option than to take the test at the Mexico airport. So my flight was early in the morning. April the tenth, and um, I arrived to uh, I arrived to the airport, and just there, before you even enter the building itself, there is this uh, testing station, and uh, here you know in these documents I received here is written that I took the pe- test at three uh, at three thirty in the morning. Uh, so, you know, I was really on early flight and, um, yeah, so they took the test, um, can as, um, can yeah, you put- they told me, you know, that I shouldn't fear anything. I should breathe in. And, uh, so I was just thinking, okay, let's, let's hope this will be okay. Uh, let's, uh, pretend I'm at a dentist office. I will just do what they tell me. I, I breathe in. In the moment that they uh, ingested that 16-inch long stick, and uh, then a couple of hours later, I was in pain, and it was worse and worse. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. So I uh, received this, you know, half hour later, I received this document that I am COVID uh, negative, and uh, so I went to my gate, and before boarding. Uh, they checked everyone, everyone test. They would not yeah. let us to board the plane if we would not have this document. So uh, uh, did they give you an option to receive the test another way, like through your saliva? Or this was the only option that you were given? You had to take this uh, stick up your nose, the swab. Well, this was, yeah, this was the only option. This was it. And... Um, uh, th- there is a lot of misinformation, but as according to my research, uh, th- th- it is not accepted the saliva test 
for international traveling. This may be changing, I don't know, but I had no any other option to get home but to get this test. And can you show that document again? Can you put that up to the, the camera? Okay, yeah, very interesting, okay. Yeah, pull it back a little bit, uh, LJN Labs. And were they speaking to you in Spanish or English? Hmm. Huh, uh, let me to see. Um, hmm. Mostly Spanish, I would say. Yes, mostly Spanish, but yes, some English maybe, maybe some English, some basic English they knew. Mm -hmm. and, and you speak, do you speak Spanish? Hablas Español? Yes, uh, I'm okay. Spanish. Sí. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so, so it may have been, may have been, may have been, uh, may have been both. And and uh, let me ask you another question, Irina. When you left uh, to go down to Mexico, was a test administered to you then? No, because you know I have to tell you one thing. Because of my work, I travel. I travel a lot, and practically when all this COVID started, I was in Italy a year ago. And I, uh, as all all world is on lockdown, I'm traveling around the world, and I have no COVID. Yes, but uh, so when I was traveling down to Mexico three months ago, I was driving to Mexico, and there's uh, they do not require any tests when you are driving. So this was my first test I took throughout this year. I understand. Okay, yeah. So that's that, that. That makes sense. I mean, I haven't crossed the border in a while, but typically you, you don't even have to slow down when you cross the border going into Mexico. It probably is the same. Uh, it is a hassle to get back. And then when you landed in Los Angeles, were were you tested again? No. Were you no, required no, to? Sh no. Yeah. No. Um, hmm, see, because I do am having a problem with this short memory. Yeah. So I do not at the moment even recall, I don't remember if in the U.S. they asked me to show them this test. I think they didn't. I think they didn't. That's interesting as well. That's interesting as well. I, I, uh, I can also uh, understand where you're coming from. So um, how did you get yourself better? Uh, tell listeners what, um, what you did, maybe some herbal supplements, what you were taking. How did you, um, how did you nourish yourself back to health? Mm -hmm. So, you know, as I mentioned before, I am into this um, healthy lifestyle and I have access to many sources that other people do not have. Um, yeah, from the herbs to supplements, but even some other techniques. So from the herbs, uh, for example, you know, I'm just in my house actually is growing an herb that is called brahmi. So this is possible to eat. Uh, but as well, I received uh, a lot of energy healing from these healers and shamans that I work with. Okay, great. Uh, and I believe this was actually very, very helpful. And actually, I um, there's one thing that I will do now in the near future. I didn't have access to that tool, but... In my opinion, the brain is, you know, and I'm not, a, I'm not a doctor, medical doctor, but I believe that in brain, because this is all neurons, there is a lot of maybe electrical, electrical um, interaction in these uh, neurons and, and so on, the nerves. So actually, uh, uh, what is good for this? It is honeybees. So honeybees, you know, in, in Russia or in Europe, we have these hotels where you can sleep next to the beehives. 
you know, people that they have lack of vitality, old people or some other issues. Uh, the electricity that is around the honeybees will help to raise the vitality. So additional where I am at because this will take, I think, a few more months to get myself truly back. You know, I have blurred vision, I have memory issues, I have cognitive problems. Um, so I have uh, head pain still, pain in my brain. So what I want to do in the future to, yes, to be next to the bees, uh, sit, just sit next to the beehive, because that electric activity inside the beehive does influence So the energy, I hope it will help me to, to recover from this energy, from this injury. That's really interesting that you're speaking of the honeybees uh, because uh, Miriam, uh, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's just see if she's available right now. One moment, Irene. I want to see if Miriam is available um, and we'll, we'll, we'll bring her on uh, to talk about, the, talk about the honeybees. Just let's just see if she's available. I don't know if she's available. Um, she sent me some information uh, about 30 minutes ago, but she runs a website called honeycolony.com. And she's been studying for close to uh, close to 20 years now. Uh, honey colony collapse disorder. Um, let's just see, Miriam, are you there? Uh, one second. She's there, Hello? Irina. Okay. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, Irina, can you hear Miriam? Yes. We can hear you, Miriam. I'm so sorry, I'm, I'm not able to go on camera right now. I apologize. I didn't know you were calling. That's fine. I didn't think I was going to call. But you know what, Irina, let me introduce you to Irina. Uh, 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 Miriam, uh, Irina was in Mexico City uh, 18 days ago. She was forced to receive this nasal swab test. Within hours, uh, she went into a, a state of sickness. Um, her head was hurting. Uh, she was having blood in her saliva. Um, she was having this excruciating experience and it lasted now for, uh, well, I don't know, Irina, it lasted for, for days. It just kind of, it's now starting to, uh, recess, but she still has memory loss. She still has some issues with her speech. Um, and, um, uh, the reason I wanted to thread you into this, yeah. Miriam, is because yeah. she's talking about the honeybees. She's talking about healing with the honeybees. So Irina, um, please meet yeah. Miriam Hennon. Uh, Miriam is an investigative journalist. Uh, she runs honeycolony.com. And, um, and, and, and Irina, bring Miriam up to speed with, um, with, with what you've experienced so that she can kind of talk a little more about the, the honeybees, uh, Miriam. So, so Irina, I hand this off to you to, uh, to introduce yourself to Miriam. go on camera in a moment just so we can connect and you can see my eyes but but I'm sorry for for this experience and Thank you. before you share I, I also once you do would like to tell you my experience with uh, the nasal spray and what I call nostril rape so yes, yes it was right and wow. I'm sorry to inter interrupt you, interrupt you, but I would like to say that they should not call that nasal swab. They should call that brain swab. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, and traumatic. It was brain swab. I'm sorry, Irena. I, I'm sorry. I'm trying my mm. best to tell you not, not to do this. And I know many people who've 
either gotten sick, gotten coronavirus and died, a spontaneous bleeding, knowing from the get-go that these swabs were contaminated with the coronavirus, not trusting them. It's a, it's a big a Ponzi scheme because so many are making money knowing the PCR test is full of shit. And what is really in these synthetic fibers? Yeah, I don't know about that, but you know, as well, besides all the symptoms that I had, including being suicidal, which I have no inclination for depression, and this lasted for 10, uh, 10 days, but uh, there was uh, there was as well a problem exactly that I had like flu-like symptoms. So. You know, so uh, this was as well very bad. When I talked to people about this, you know, six inch long stick, uh, they, they were like, no, there's nothing wrong with the test. You know, maybe just that person was not well trained. I mean, that, that's not true. If you are using six inch stick, where are you really going with that? In nose? Then you should be using two inch stick. Nothing makes sense. And I really I am happy know. that I survived. I did not know that it's six inches. How mine was six they loved the number six. Mine was six inch stick. And I had documents here that you know that they talk about these uh, yes, that shows what kind of test I had, and it is six inch stick. Now Miriam, there's something so important sorry. here. There's something important to hear is that once that swab, uh, the stick, in other words, uh, or another word, uh, was uh, entered into uh, the navel cavity, um, yeah. it was, she, they, she was, Irene was asked, Irina was asked to breathe in. That's right. Inhale. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I have not heard that as of, of yet. Did you see the photo I sent? Did you show it to Irena to show the bone and, and the blood-brain barrier and um, to just show your audience or show Irena how deep it goes um, for those people who don't know? Yeah, I, have, I, have. I, I, I find it, did you tell, ask her, why are you asking me to inhale? Yes, they said that, uh, you know, that they will stay in the nose, but they said that uh, there is some kind of mem membrane membrane in the top of the nose, at the root of the nose, and this will help to open the membrane, but they will not go any further. So you're pointing at your nose, and I know you're setting up your camera, Marion, but she's pointing at, you're pointing at your nose, and that's, that's not even two inches uh, and so a six inch stick, how much of that stick was entered into the nose? Uh, do you remember, Irena? How much of a six inch stick was entered um, in the nose? Yeah, I didn't know how far. I know this is six inch and I know that after that, few hours later, I started have swelling and still I am in pain in those yeah. places. Swelling in the place between my eyebrow here, swelling, red and painful. And now it is not that swelling and it is much less painful in my front, I don't know, forehead, uh, but still, still painful. So this is my, I don't know how far they went, but I am experiencing pain in my head, which I typically do not suffer of any headache. But I have to tell you that I had headache in my life and I know how is headache. 
this is not headache. These are pains, sharp pains in the brain, and they're everywhere. You know, so after a few hours after that test, the pain was mostly at the front and then at the back of my school. But then for next 10 uh, days, and still there are pains all over the brain. Fascinating. I mean, yeah, go I ahead, was, First of all, I acknowledge what, what, what your symptoms are to not gaslight you or to tell you that it has nothing to do to, you know, not acknowledge that human beings are the best judge judgment of their own body and their own experience and to just constantly, whether it's with the vaccine or with the swab and say there's no connection, um, it is preposterous. It was, I want, I yes, want, it was brain injury. It was sorry. Pain. It was brain injury. It was brain swap. It was painful. It was traumatic, and I cannot imagine that I will ever get any any nasal or any any COVID test again like this. I can I still am not okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, well. Uh, also, what comes to mind? I have to do some research is because I'm also a functional medicine consultant and, and coach is that I would look to see what can we do to um, increase healing or to Thank nurture. You. Yeah, I don't know um, offhand. I have to I have to look. So I'm going on the camera. I don't know if you can see me. I'm Hi, sorry. Um, I'm just I'm just sitting down. Um, Thank you. Oh, yes, please. Let, let's stay in touch. And yes, please. You know, I will be just. I would love to that uh, everyone or as many people as possible are informed about this because I'm not here about you know talking about for or against. I'm saying here. I'm sharing my real experience. Yeah. It was really bad. Yeah. What are you doing now? What are What are you? I mean, I know you don't know um, what to do for repair of so, like um, what something comes to mind is ozone therapy i'm not ozone hyper hyperbaric chamber for brain brain uh, injuries this, this was on my this was on my mind uh yeah. but i'm not sure about this you know we were talking with jan before that i work together with traditional healers indigenous people of central and south america uh, medicine people, shamans, Inca, Toltec, Maya people. So I do have different sources than people typically have. Uh, yeah. So I am doing what can I, uh, what, uh, what, uh, what, is, uh, what is available out there. Actually, you know, essential oils do help very much. Uh, different herbs such as uh, or, you know, with a cognitive uh, issue, it helps, uh, it helps. I'm on a completely anti-inflammatory diet because you know, my brain was inflamed, very inflamed, which is health, uh, which is life threatening. It was inflamed, it of was life-threatening. Of course it's life-threatening. Uh, well, if you're talking about brain inflammation, uh, for me, knowing many different modalities and I think there's lots of different paths to Rome and you have to do something that resonates with you. But oxygen 
chamber is predominantly for brain inflammation, for increased oxygenation to the brain, in addition to doing something like glutathione, uh, nootropics, uh, bacopa, what, theanine, uh, tryptophan. But again, what I would go to is like working with a functional medicine doctor. So you're actually doing tests to look at your neurotransmitters, to try to even look at your blood and see what has been put in. I mean, my fear is that it, it's in addition to whether it's infected the swab, that there's nanotech and they're depositing it you know, vaccines, nasal vaccines have been in the works for a long time. There's no doubt to me that they're doing different things in different countries, in different cities. These are all experiments in different arrays to test the, the people and to get, I mean, they've been experimenting on humans and it's like nobody acknowledges that these vaccines we're the guinea pigs and they bypass the animals and like that's okay that's okay that's effed up in the head so you don't know in nasal sprays like for me also i think with the with the jab that there's possibility that in some cases they're placebos or that the second jab can trigger uh upon some some switch or something the the uh messenger or, or trigger if you're coming in contact with a virus and so forth. I don't know the mechanisms. I'm not a, I'm not a scientist. But again, yeah, nanotech, you, you don't know what the long-term effects are because you're a guinea pig, Irena, and you didn't keep a, the swab, right? You don't have the swab, do you? No, of course not. Uh, they, they send that swab then, uh, I don't know, they said that they will send somebody that's swap. Yeah. They, so I they, they photocopied. I they photocopied yeah. your passport. They took your identification down. Uh, was there an expiration date on that uh, that piece of paper they gave you? Was there an expiration date? Uh, expiration date, uh, what, what, what do you mean? How, what would expire? I just got this test and they said I'm negative yeah. and that's what it is. Yeah, so so there's no kind of time period as far as how long that test would be valid for. It's just, okay, here's, you can board the plane, you might catch this illness all on the plane with other people, but nobody else is positive. No, so it's a very vague... Using it for travel purposes, it's either 48 or 72 hours, depending on where you're going. And now what they're doing is that if, let's say, you're traveling to Europe and you have to get a connecting plane well, or you've arrived, they won't let you out. Sometimes you have to get the PCR test on the spot. And that's why I was telling you someone that I know got a letter from a, a plastic surgeon saying that they're getting work on their septum and that they have to uh, do a swab uh, in a spit or inside the mouth and if this is in our saliva and we're being forced to wear face diapers then why is not a spit on the swab instead of nostril rape a uh, go-to so every place has different but those pcr tests we're not even talking about the amount of false positives or the fact that that in itself is a, a scam we're just talking about the length of the swab and what the hell is this is not in many cases i can't say for all real cotton. This is synthetic cotton. I had looked at one antigen test that the FDA was promoting and I I followed it all the way back to China. 
So it's like, and the, the cotton industry, Cotton USA, is also partnering, but they are creating synthetic cotton, even though they're the cotton industry. And that in itself, if it was a cotton swab and it's not organic, is filled with chemicals that the cotton is used like neonicotinoids. So nobody thinks of all the the pieces, the minutiae, um, and no one, no one is questioning. I saw a video where the woman is taking a swab and she puts it in the person's mouth and then she puts it up the nose. The same yes. swab. Yes, yes, yes. This uh, a friend of mine, uh, he's pilot and he just experienced the same test in Australia uh, 10 days ago. They go from mouth into the, uh, into the nose. But my test, for sure, but it's just, you know, exactly, it's uh, so, uh, it is not easy to say what is exactly going on. But just uh, the only thing, if they call it nasal swap, why the stick, my stick was six inch long. Mm. That goes somewhere, that can yeah. go somewhere who knows where. Yeah. Just that's... That's all that you have to know. Stop with six inch, at least, or I, I don't know about this this case. Very much. That's how. Yeah. And it sense if you are, if you say you are taking test of your in your nose, then take a stick that is two inch long, not six, 15 centimeters, fifteen centimeters. Miriam, I, want, I, wanted to, I wanted to get uh, Irina, I, I was asking her what types of things she was doing to recover. I, I, I mean, I, once she got that, that, that nasal, in, uh, whatever it was, the inhalation or the aerial uh, uh, swab, that, whatever, whatever broke that blood-brain barrier, what seems to be apparent to me is that something got inside her brain, whatever that was, I uh, asked her how she recovered and how she brought herself back to health. Uh, and she started talking about honeybees. And so, so, yeah. so that's why I brought you in because you've been working on uh, colony collapse disorder now for 20 years. Yeah, so this all is very interesting. Before Mexico, um, I, spent, I spent actually half year in Hawaii, in Kauai. And I was working there with bees and this, there's very different situation because there's no varroa mites, right? So the bees are much more healthier. It's uh, much more easy to keep uh, bees alive. But yeah. I was talking here about the bees, which is now interesting. I was talking as well that I am um, in contact with this indigenous medicine people. And what we are interested now as well, this is interesting maybe, that this thing is maybe going on in different, in different places. So our quest, the quest of these indigenous people is to have a new race new race of human beings, right? That will be smarter, uh, you know, that uh, the capacity of brain will be uh, functioning much more efficiently. And uh, let's say as well that the heart and the brain will be more connected. So uh, so for I uh, got an idea what can help me now because I'm not anymore in the danger of life. I'm not anymore suicidal, I'm stabilized, but it will take me for sure several months to get fully fully back because uh, the, the, some spaces and some nervous nerves were uh, injured. So one of the, one of the mm, tools I would love to uh, use 
in the future for, my, for myself and maybe for others as well is uh, the therapy with um, being close to the peace. In Russia, for example, we use it right a lot. There right. Are, uh, there are like a B hotels where a person yes. is old, the person, you know, lack of vitality yes. or so, it is sleeping there and just that yes. electrical field around the brain, yes. it evokes that vital energy. Now, my problem in the brain, it is all neurons or electrical activity. So I do believe that just to be next to the bees like this, it will help rise the electrical activity in my brain and it will help me to get my brain back to grow new neuropathways. Wow. Absolutely. I, I've covered those hotels and uh, the bees are magical. I, I would look to the book, The Shamanic Way of the Bee, and I don't know what retreats in this age of Corona, but Simon Buxton, he's in my movie, Vanishing of the Bees, and that's looking at the path of pollen and the sacred feminine. And there's no question that the bees are, are healing just to be around their frequency. But keeping bees, it wasn't for the honey. It was just to keep, be a steward of these beautiful uh, sisters. That's right. There, there's no, no mm -hmm. question. I would like to say one more thing, which is maybe really funny, because I do live in the in the in this world of energies and so on. You know, in jungle we have uh, we have plants that were that are extremely antibacterial, antiviral. That any flu, any any virus would just escape. And I'm saying, you know, I'm traveling for a year around the world, and I got I have no COVID until they come and they injure me wow. severely with the test. But you know yeah. what was interesting about the bees that I am as well involved, you know, in beekeeping and I am uh, connected to honeybees. When I was in this extreme, uh, extreme uh, pain, physical and emotional, the, my friends, beekeepers, they started even if I didn't talk to them for years or so, they started to text me. Yeah. I was thinking of you. How are you doing? Yeah. So this is some kind of frequency, yeah. electromagnetic frequency that these yeah. beekeepers are connected. Yeah. These yeah. beekeepers are connected. I feel that way in in that also with the news of the bees, the way it's spread, I would joke and say beekeepers are like Greek uh, mothers because Greeks gossip. So the way the news would spread and also being around beekeepers, whether French, let's say, and American, and they still could communicate because they spoke bee, <laughs> so they could they could understand each other and have a connection because of these be beautiful creatures. Not to mention also if you did a little bit of AP therapy, if you were working with a beekeeper that doesn't kill the bees, but that also is so super healing to the immune system but again i would refer to trying if possible to understand from a physical uh, neurotransmitter just what what exactly could have happened by checking your blood I, I just am like that because i don't like to throw spaghetti on the wall yes. and i do think there's also different like i said paths to rome and you have to do something that resonates with you 
um, that is alchemy, that's magic, that's healing. And, and it's why, why did you have to take this test, if you don't mind me asking? Everyone has to. You know, when you're traveling from Mexico, of course, when you're traveling from Mexico City, when you're flying from Mexico City into United States, you would be not allowed to take uh, to board the plane without this test. But you have to provide the paperwork, or do they do it to you on the spot? Yeah, they do it on the spot at the airport. And nowhere else, if you're. That is so violating and upsetting. I don't know what the f I would do because I would not take the test. I'm not doing that. So what do you do? What do you do if that's exactly what I was saying? You're there and you're like, oh, you want to? What are you then in no man's land? Would you have gotten back on a plane if you say no? Yeah, of course they would. Yeah, they would not let you to board the plane. Of course not. And uh, you know, I prior to my my trip, my flight, I checked the uh, the all the information possible, embassy and. Uh, and it changes every day. It changes at whim. It, it changes every day, and uh, they were suggested as well some doctors in Mexico City, but um, I don't know, maybe three doctors in the whole Mexico City. So, uh, but they were suggesting that the test is exactly the same. So uh, I'm uh, okay. So I will just take it at the airport. And it is very interesting that, you know, at the documents that I got, you know, maybe there is possible to get all more information. There is this, I don't know, you know, there is the, the code that is possible to scan and so on, you know. Um, but it's interesting that in this document, there is no written the name of the person that took the test, uh, you know, that, uh, that uh, yeah, only here some assistant, an analyst that analyzed my test and said that uh, uh, that I am negative, COVID negative, but there is no name of the uh, practitioner that took my test that I found strange as well. I'm, I'm so sorry. This is, I find, way more grave. You, you know, my business partner uh, is in Europe and he's had to take seven tests in a matter of let's say a month because he's traveling uh, between Europe and he told me uh, I don't think this is a big deal because I was going off on not like there's no way if I if I was on the spot like there, there's no way what what would I do knowing already I've showed them early on uh, a letter from my doctor I mean this is like we're talking February of last year. I asked my doctor to send me a letter that I, I succumb. I have low-grade fever because I knew they were going to weaponize the fever. They were going to weaponize, uh, sorry, weaponize the fever gun, criminalize having a fever. And then when I told them I can't wear a mask, they to say straight up, we don't care. And you have these stewardesses that know shit about health. I know way more than do, they do. And saying... Well, I, I said to them, You're, isn't this discrimination? And they say, it's not discrimination. Just think, think of the sentence. It's not discrimination. It's the CDC, the irony of that. Like, who, who the CDC knows crap about health. And you have all these people, like the stewardesses, 
executing, whether it's communism, uh, this Nazi way of doing things, and their accomplices, and they really believe that they're doing a service to man when they know shit about health. And they, you know, the woman said, because they said, I'm a health professional. And she said, oh, you should know. That's right. I do know. You should be listening to me. Uh, no, instead of claiming, you know, you, you know, know, you know, you know what this is going on. I don't know, you know, this podcast, how, how much, you know, you are as well interested in different energies or so. But I have to tell you that, of course, this is a typical hypnosis. This is mass hypnosis. These people Absolutely. are hypnotized. And, you know, all these, uh, for example, in hypnosis, right, you need some uh, certain uh, words or, yeah. you know, symbols that keep the yeah. person constantly in hypnosis. So even here, the language of, you know, talking like, um, uh, be safe, stay safe, that's one of the things. I think, I, again, I'm just talking from my experience, honestly and truly, I am normal and honest person. I'm traveling for the last year around the world, when this started, I was in Italy. I didn't get any COVID. I have no COVID until 18 days ago. They severely injured me that I'm traumatized and it will take me several uh, months to go back. And the uh, bet was exactly that people didn't believe me. There was nobody to say, I'm sorry. They were protecting when, you know, as I mentioned before, I say, this is six inch thick and they're like no you need a test it's good to have test but maybe that person is not well trained oh you know you will be fine or so and there's going one more thing within those now i'm coming back but not only that i was being suicidal i was as well not having any this human emotions human emotions of you know, I don't know, compassion or love or whatever. And they are some centers in the brain that correspond to these feelings. So I believe that with this test, this uh, this is an extreme thing you are talking about. Uh, not only it could be compared to lobotomy, but you really can not only injure the person, but you can maybe even change the personality of That's the person. Well, I think that's what even even without this, even if there are nanorobots, even if there are enzymes or any viruses, even without that, this is an extreme thing to be doing, uh, to be sticking a stick in your brain, injuring the nerves and the front lobe, neurons. That's already enough. It is absolutely criminal. Yeah. I I I echo. You're 100% right. And, and it's also people make allowances and it's like two weeks to slow the spread. And, oh, we're going to wait till this month and maybe something will change and something will change. And people do that within their own life because they miss normal and they make allowances of what they will put up with. And I already know people that have succumbed to the swab to get on set, to get a role. Mm. And I pray to God that I never yes. move that goalpost. I yes. don't say, oh yeah, masks are okay. But I realize now it's not enough to 
know the difference. What is missing in the species is balls, courage. Exactly, exactly. So uh, talking about this, this is maybe a period that is really very serious. And maybe, you know, when you talked about God, I am, uh, you know, interested in different kind of spirituality. But, you know, the people that are, for example, interested in a two years old history, they were maybe, so the people are saying now, it is again the time, uh, hide your children, protect your children, hide your children. That's today, hide and protect your children. And exactly, that's why I'm working now with the indigenous people. Because those indigenous people now exactly are in, we have to step up. We are uh, guerriors. Uh, we, are, we are warriors. We are warriors. We need to step up. This is but We it. need to step up together because me going to the store or alone is not going to do anything but harm me. Yes. And... I don't say that to tell anyone to give up, but this is all trigger work for me personally. I per, I don't I'm not one that I need to get more courage. I need to learn to close my mouth and lay low. Uh, however, I just feel that it's only together that also that energy field that we create. If you believe in epigenetics, yes, uh, because the force of this evil and it is an evil spell, and you must know pharmacia means sorcery this is effing yes. evil sorcery yes. under the guise of yes. safety yes. it's not to do with safety it's a violation it's this is serious i don't know what the solution is if you are like you uh needing to go somewhere and basically held hostage yes yes uh, i will welcome any advice where i can go for any uh, you know, medical professional, but the medical professional that I can trust, and uh, yeah, if any anybody can uh, help me to to get my back um, again, I would be very happy to. Well, or provide anything. Sorry, I would say you know, if you look at um, organic acid test that looks at your metabolites, you can look up Dutch. It's a dry urine. And I believe you have all the answers, Irena. You're you're very intuitive. You're in touch with your... Which is a diet. And I'm sure you're doing turmeric and yes. doing... Yes. Because everything is inflammatory. That is the source yes. of all disease. Uh, we're living in an inflammatory society on so many levels, not only the physical. Everything is inflammatory. So that's the most important thing to do and to see if you can heal physically any uh damage and i don't know how to assess that because we're in new terrain of this nostril rape yes and you know i am i have to as well say that the damage is not only that doesn't stay only in the brain you know the cranial nerve it is connected to vagus nerve which goes yeah. along the spine and it is communicating with all the organs so, you know, first time in my life, I have as well, like, I'm being contracted in my belly, you know, my diaphragm is in pain, my stomach is in pain. So it's really, it can really affect the person anywhere. 
And you know, and again, so for example, now we can talk even about fertility, right? Fertility, yeah. this can for sure even affect the fertility. There, the brain centers, the fertility, it doesn't happen only on physical level down there in the organs. It is all connected to the brain. So the, the things that they can do with this brain is beyond any imagination. They can do anything. I, I agree. Uh, absolutely. I mean, we are witnessing zombies. Uh, we are witnessing IQ points from all the chemicals that links back to the bees as, as environmental indicators. And I've been saying for many years now, we are the bees slowly being poisoned uh, by a thousand cuts, a perfect storm. They've created a perfect storm. And whether you're looking at the George Floyd, where they're trying to dissect what killed this man, where one person said it should have been undetermined, or you're looking at in chronic illness, it's very difficult because it's a bunch of variables and it's stupid and naive to think it's one thing they yes. create cascade yes. variables they have created a, a virus that targets people with chronic issues obesity and one in every two people has a chronic yes. illness just, have, just skip a stone and you'll hit someone who's sick for god's sake and the none of their measures are making you better they're just perpetuating and making yourself sick starting with their face diapers That's That's um and, and i don't know what people everybody has their own path everyone has their own fate unfortunately we learn through tragedy i am highly intuitive and you what you've experienced i mean it's it's i feel now that your work your path is is educating people and bringing together all the different wisdom pieces of wisdom that you carry um that you carry in your life i don't know what you do in your life but you're you're clearly um, an intuitive in touch person and and you have sh things to share thanks ian this is like i think it's beautiful i don't know how you guys connected but thank you ian for giving this woman a platform and a voice well, th and thanks for joining. And, and again, Irene, Irina, uh, 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 repeat for listeners, uh, because this is through Tim James, and I know you know who Tim James is, uh, Miriam, in Portland, he's a you're health coach. Cutting, you're cutting out. Um, Tim James is a health coach in, in Portland. Um, how, how is it that you connected, Irina? How did you connect with Tim? Okay, you didn't you didn't Hello? get any of that. Did you get any of that, uh, Irina? Uh, how did you connect with Tim to, with Tim initially? How did you connect with Tim? Unfortunately, I I didn't I didn't hear. It was not clear. You were cutting. Okay. I don't know if we can start again. But I would love for sure if there is an option to come up with a clear like manual. For this, for the people that they went through, for example, where should uh, go? We go for some testing, uh, some suggested, uh, I don't know, contacts of medical professionals. Yeah. Yes, suggested diet afterwards, suggested supplements. You know how to get yourself back. This was suggested links where we can speak. Yeah, Marion, Marion, this was through. Yeah. 
I think that's the direction that a lot of the doctors that I work with are going to have to go. I, I I balk at the fact that this is what we're going to have to do now, how to mitigate your injuries, whether it's from the jab or the nostril rape, as opposed to just avoiding it. That That's a very sad place. But nonetheless, also, every human being is different from a functional medicine point of view. We can create a skeleton of like, you have to check your blood, uh, let's say, for instance, or, or your, but every person is different. Diet is the most important. Another thing that came to me that might help you is maybe uh, IV, ozone IV to clean your blood and that that also resonates with you. Me. Uh-huh. I've done ozone, syphilation, um, detox with coffee enemas, which I'm a huge fan of because it increases the production of glutathione in your liver. It, it's helped me with because I reverse lupus and fibromyalgia, which people don't think is possible to overcome an autoimmune condition. So all of these things are... I think accessible. It's it costs money. Um, I don't know what we can do to educate people that are administering these tests because they're brainwashed and under a spell, and they are doing more harm. I also because of the jab, there's a lot of people that are getting it and still walking around. I know lots of people, so that's why I say like, are they putting placebos? What is it that determines whether you get sick? Um, my boyfriend has a friend that just got the first jab and she's sick. And, and, and I'm like, why is she out? Like, to me, that's like, I don't want to be around someone who just got vaccinated and is right. shedding. Uh, and, and the answer was like, she's not sick with Corona. She's sick from the vaccine. Uh, yeah. You know, we oh, really have to, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have to understand. The truth is that in every country, it is different. Not even in every country, maybe in, even in every hospital. That's why there is as well this huge mess of disinformation. That is why it is as well difficult to navigate through that. They do harm, but they do harm every time differently. Irina, Marion, this is true. And uh, some people are more resilient. Um, I don't know why some people don't succumb to... Um, the swab like I know my uncle was fine he was 83 but his wife had a stroke so he thought to go get the coronavirus test and a day and a half later he was in the hospital I told my dad if you're gonna if you're gonna put him on a ventilator he's going to likely die my dad said quote I don't care what you have to say two days later dead is it the swab I know someone else who works on a movie set and he thinks that he got it from the extras. But that's not the way it works if you're getting five tests a week. And I also think that on the sets, they'll they'll manipulate so that they can like how is it's how can you go 13 weeks and not get a false positive? Uh, I don't know. It, it's full of crap because of the cycle threshold and, and the manipulation. Anyway, so then. Um, I know another person that got sick from, from the swab and what can you say? I think there's a connection. I I don't want to get swabbed and it should be my, my choice and it should be everybody's choice 
who would say, yeah, I want to have a six inch swab up my nose. Yeah. uh, Irina, how did you initially connect with Tim, with, with Tim James? How did you connect with Tim? Well, I live in uh, Taos, New Mexico, and uh, somebody else actually, I, I contacted this hyperbaric chamber, uh, see here I'm having problem, it's slightly when you have a little difficult words, I do have now problem having, but that therapy that you in, uh, suggested at the beginning for the oxygen in the brain, so there is uh, somebody here that uh, is doing that and it was in contact with your guy, so it is uh, through a friend of a friend. Okay. I would say, sorry, I would say also like I uh, have a contact to rent one because it's quite expensive. And when you boil down to it, like I spent a month in the hyperbaric chamber and I was lucky enough to have one in my home where I could even sleep in it, which, you know, again, I'm not a doctor. Everybody should do because there's people say that's too much. Um, but it, it ends up being like $1,500 a month. And then you could put that towards buying one if you want, because if you go, it's like a hundred, at least a pop and you have one is one is not going to do it. Like in the jungle in Costa Rica, if you want to run away w- with me to the jungle is, uh, um, just has it in his home. I'm just, I paused because Right now, you don't have to take a test to go to Costa Rica, and but they change that all the time. Um, and, and that's why you're playing a game. And what I also tell people is that it's best to find a place that you're okay with never leaving from again, because that's possibly the direction that we're going to. And I, I say that because I'm in San Francisco, and it's not the place I want to be stuck in or be forced. Yeah, that's... That's definitely the reality here. Um, and and, and uh, for listeners to understand, I, I reached out to a few MDs that, that I know and I tried to get them to join to get some professional consultation here with that with Irina's case. And, and Miriam also uh, offered that through her contacts. Because I bad, Ian. Your connection is so bad. I don't have a problem hearing Irena and she doesn't have a problem hearing me, but your connection is no bueno. Oh, interesting. Okay, that's not, uh, that's not good. You can't hear this either? No, you can't. <laughs> okay, this isn't good. All right. So anyway, so um, we'll uh, we'll terminate the uh, we'll terminate this discussion uh, because my my connection's uh, just not very good, and I apologize for that. Uh, but uh, but I will uh, I will connect uh, both Irina. I will connect you to Miriam so that you know and you have her her contact. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do a story on my site about people who've gotten injured and, and the different things to be careful. And I would love to interview you, Irena, and, and to keep in touch with you. Because of you also, I did. I have a friend that's going to New York, I mean to, to Mexico, and I don't think they will go if they know they have to. And I won't go. I, I was thinking to go to Tulum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, when did... When, is this a new thing in Mexico? Yeah, shoddy Wi-Fi here. Let's. Okay. Well, I don't. Are you on air, Ian, or, or is this between us? This is this is pre. This is going to be pre-recorded. So so it's not it's not currently live. No. 
Okay, but I think this would be a really good show. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's some great content in here. The the did your question get answered? This happened to Irina 18 days ago. What what happened 18 days ago? I think he asked. Yeah. Yes, 18 days ago happened that I received this uh, COVID test. Yeah. I tested negative, but they injured me severely, very bad. I was yeah. in heavy pain brain inflammation, brain uh, swelling, and uh, blood was coming from uh, my brain in my mouth. And, um, and this was... Okay, I'm gonna end the, uh, I'm gonna end the video. I'm gonna end the video. We've got some shoddy Wi-Fi. Um, Miriam and Irina, I will connect the two of you. And um, for listeners to understand, the source of this is through uh, Tim James out of Portland, Oregon, the health coach, Tim James, who's uh, working with uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Shiva, MIT. Okay, Miriam, thank you. If you can hear this, Miriam, thank you. Irina, thank you. And I'll reconnect with both of you. Uh, thank you very much. Okay, so um, a little shoddy Wi-Fi. We, we got a Wi-Fi issue. I've been, I've been out of um, studio now for, for a number of months. And uh, uh, yeah, frankly, the uh, the Wi-Fi it, it's uh, it's good sometimes, it's bad sometimes. It, it is what we do. We, we work with what we we work with what we are able to work with, folks. And uh, what, what's most important here is that we are all communicating with one another, and we're searching for uh, resolution to some of these issues, some of these problems that we're seeing. Now, this is a global scale. This is the new world order. It is here. It has arrived. Make no mistake about it. There are various constitutions that are in place. And I'm not just speaking about the United States federal constitution. I'm speaking also about the individual states' constitutions. Uh, for instance, California has a constitution, Texas, Florida. Uh, these are all individual sovereign states that can withdraw from the union any time that they like per se. Now, there's some legal avenues that must be taken, but, uh, but the federal government works for the states just like the federal government and the states work for the people. That is the design from the founding fathers, and it is up to you, patriot or non-patriot, to fight for your rights and uphold that. Because once America falls, global tyranny will be in place. This has been Ian Trottier for another discussion of truth. And um, we've got coming up here uh, next week, a Patrick Byrne with... Uh, uh, a former found, a founder and former CEO of Overstock. We've also got uh, Alan Keyes, uh, excuse me, Alan Keyes, uh, Alan Keyes coming up next week and then Patrick Byrne the following week. We've also got uh, Larry Clayman, which will be following Alan Keyes. And, uh, and after Patrick Byrne, uh, we'll have uh, Jennifer Kearns. Uh, John Stubbins coming up later in the month with some great shows coming your way. Discussions of truth. I keep doing what I'm doing because... Frankly, folks, because I was exposed to the pesticide that was used to combat the Zika virus, Miriam, who just joined us there, was the very first guest that I had on my program there out of Winwood Radio. Um, she contacted, contacted me through Twitter, and it was uh, through a woman named Kitty, who was managing, the, uh, the, uh, ma managing Winwood Radio at the time, that asked me to join her program after I had told her what I had found out of research between Zika and the pesticide. Okay, didn't think I was going to start doing this, but it has been uh, a fervent chase to discover truth, if you will, since then, coming up on five years, I, 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 I do counsel you to look into the work of Dr. Anthony Sutton that explains what's happening economically, 
uh, globally. He was writing about it in the 1970s. That's over 40 years ago. So this is a large plan that's been in works for many, many, many years uh, to uh, to take over uh, the global economy. And this health crisis uh, pandemic or plandemic, whatever you choose to, uh, to term it as, uh, has been uh, in design now for many years. And that is uh, that is being conveyed through very, very many reputable sources. This is not something that I'm theorizing for you folks. This is uh, this is coming from very credited sources, uh, professional, academic, otherwise. Um, we are at a in a fight here for our basic inalienable rights. And if you're an American, your constitutional rights. So stand up, make your voice heard, and um, do it civilly, do it peacefully, because it can be done. Um, and uh, folks, thank you for listening. Until uh, until next time, this has been another discussion of truth. Uh, IanTrache.com and be awesome.